Lock on transporters. Beam us up. Scotty. If everything goes according to plan, come beam us up. Captain, beam me up. Hello and welcome to Pop Me Up Scotty, a podcast where we rewatch all of Star Trek in chronological order. I am Andrea and Ushin is looking at me <laughs> through the camera. Ah! I am Ushin. And today we are discussing Enterprise Season 2, Episode 8, The Communicator. Upon returning from covertly observing a pre-warp culture, Lieutenant Reed realizes he lost his communicator somewhere on the planet. Trigger warning for discussions of war conflict. So yeah, what's your opinion on this episode? I don't know if it's a good episode. It's definitely better than the last two episodes, which is Mm -hmm. not a high bar. And I think I think it's a really interesting episode. I think it actually has something to say, which yeah. cannot be said of previous episodes this season. And yeah, we are only discussing this episode because, well, I'm assuming that you agree that this is an episode worthy of a solo podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think as just as last week's episode, it's... Not the greatest episode, but it opens up the conversation to very interesting and important topics, which is what I think Star Trek usually does. Not like bad episodes, but like opening the conversation for important topics that need to be addressed. Yeah. And I think this is one of them. I think it's one of the more Star Trek-y episodes we've had in a while. Mm Mm-hmm. I have to remind myself what the last episode we discussed was because I've just the seventh. I've just uh, the seventh, yeah. Because I've just spent two weeks editing a night in sick bay and marauders. (laughs) So, (laughs) well, I mean, though that's a great example for episodes that are not Star Trekky. Yeah, I mean, they are in silliness, but not in social awareness. (laughs) I was wondering where you were going with that. I think you were too. I was going, no, I knew what I was looking for. Uh, English is not my first language, okay? <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I thought this was a, I thought it was a good episode that raises some interesting questions. You know, the kind of questions that would come up early in Starfleet in terms of how to deal with these quandaries. I was mm-hmm. a bit baffled that the scenario in this episode was not something that they had previously discussed or had a contingency plan for, but okay. Um, But I think they handled it well, and I'm looking forward to discussing whether... Okay, let's just jump into it. I hadn't finished. Let's discuss. Go ahead. I was looking forward to discussing whether T'Pol is right in this episode. Should we discuss the episode yeah, I think first? So. I think so. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so I think I think th- th- I feel like this is maybe an episode where we need to not go scene by scene, but kind of go chronologically. Okay, so 
Lieutenant Reed's fucking up the whole thing, which I'm gonna say I am happy it was him and not Hoshi. Hoshi! So, so beautiful. <laughs> and I mean, I am happy that it wasn't Hoshi who fucked up, but at the same time, if it had been Hoshi who fucked up, we would have got more of Hoshi in this episode. Yeah, but she would never. She's a linguist. She wouldn't never lose her communicator. Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's true. I know we said we were going to try and go chronologically, but I am going to jump ahead and say that I loved how much in this episode you can see Archer trying to restrain his anger at Reed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> and I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like if it was the actor or if it was written down because it feels so personal. Like it's great acting. <laughs> if it's supposed to be like the captain being annoyed, great yeah. acting because he seems genuinely pissed about Reed licking his own wounds and like so dramatic. I feel like if I was an actor, I would have reacted like that, but because it annoys the fuck out of me, <laughs> not because the captain is annoyed. Jumping jumping right to the end, because it is relevant to what we're talking about. If you'd gone through what Archer had gone through because of Reed losing his communicator, and then at the end of all that, he you joked thought, you around. Thought, you thought you'd lost your communicator and Reed held it up and was like, looking for this? How would you react? <laughs> I would wait until there's not so many people around so there's no witnesses. Yeah. And then when they got to the shadow pod, I would have been like, Reed, you're not traveling with me. Yeah. I would have asked Trip to come because Archer and Trip are besties. So I'm sure they could have badmouthed Reed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah gossiping exactly. all the way to enterprise that's how i would have react and then i would have made him clean something disgusting or something your own bathroom duty <laughs> okay so let, let's go back to the start of the episode so okay. reed lost his communicator and they decide oh she's to go beautiful back oh she's beautiful they decide to go back down and get it first yeah question should they even bother going back down to get this tiny little communicator thing? No. <laughs> Considering the situation, they know that they are in the beginnings of a war. There's a conflict and they know about it because they talked about the speaker and the situation being like, no one has started fighting yet. I would have just left it. Instead of going back down and risking this episode happening yeah i mean what is what is the risk of them developing a communicator a communication a communicator <laughs> right if it had been a weapon if it had been a face pistol then yeah because that can do a lot of damage but basically they lost a walkie-talkie yeah one walkie not even two to make a connection just one just one yeah i feel like there is you probably know this there's definitely like a metaphor or an idiom or something like this whereby you're making a situation way worse by trying to fix it you know you're you're making a problem worse trying yeah. to fix it there's um definitely something for that i mean you can say they're making a, a they're making a mountain out of a molehill right kind of yeah that's that's what one i would use because they think it's more it's it's more than it is because you've got like 
leaving a communicator and then you've got an all-out battle with phase guns and cloaked ships. Yeah, but I would think that there is an idiom for you fucked it up. In Spanish, we have it's better, best to have... Oh, how would you translate it? Let me see if there's a simil. Oh, okay. Okay, it's not the same meaning in English, but better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Mm. Because in Spanish, mm. it's in Spanish, it's not a devil. <laughs> it's like a situation. It's better to have a bad situation that you know than a good situation that you don't know. Like yeah. the risk is not worth getting out of the bad situation. That's yeah. what I would use. So Reed and Archer go down to try and retrieve this commuter. Commuter? Commuter? <laughs> He's going to work. Good. They go down and try to retrieve this communicator and could not look any more suspicious. <laughs> Walking into this bar, not ordering a drink. <laughs> not ordering, sitting in the same place as before, getting on, f- on all fours to look at the floor, then standing up and going to the corridor without saying anything. Like, I thought they were going to be like, is the bathroom this way? I don't know, yeah. anything. <laughs> or just one of them go. Why do both of them have to go? Yeah. Not good for a tactical officer. You would have thought, maybe yeah. he knows how to get around. No. He just knows how to shoot. Also, chronologically, when they are in Decon, and he's like, can I do the report? Because me... And Hoshi's like, oh, it's because of the tactical things. And he's like, am I that obvious? No, you're just yeah. basic. You're basic. There's nothing else to you. <laughs> exactly. Why else would you want to do it? I did enjoy, I don't know how you feel, I, I enjoyed the planet. I was trying to think during this episode of what era it best relates to in the Earth timeline. And I was thinking maybe World War One, somewhere between World War One and World War Two. But they don't have walkie-talkies yet, so probably closer to World War One. Yeah. And I don't know shit about it. Because... My degree ended up before that, <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> anything about the last century, basically. I don't know about the World Wars. So when he's like, oh, reminded me of Churchill talking before World War Two. First of all, very British thing to say. Mm-hmm. But also, I cannot, I, like, I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, who are we supporting? <laughs> Because I know that in World War Two the UK was against Germany, obviously. That much I know. But the UK has people like Margaret Thatcher. So it's not, like, I don't know how Churchill... Churchill was not great. That's my idea of him. I have not seen the Gary Oldman movie, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that Churchill definitely was a key figure in winning World War Two, but maybe not as heroic in other areas of his career. Okay. Very racist. Not surprised. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would say probably not worthy of being put on as high a pedestal as the Brits have put him. But what? I mean, but I don't want to be that person but going against nazis is not like it doesn't make you a good person it's the basic 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like, would agree with that. <laughs> I'm also going against, like, I'm not a Nazi, okay? So I deserve to be this great person. No, you just had common sense and you're a decent person. Okay, good. What else have you done in your life? So, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the Brits, what do they have to be proud about? Churchill, Harry Potter, wow. stealing spices <laughs> and not using them. Uh, so, read. <laughs> read. <laughs> so, so Reed and Archer get captured very early on. Mm. And I'm trying to remember, you've watched it more recently. I'm trying to remember what's going on with the ship at this time. They're tracking the communicator. Or, like, them. Like, their, their equipment. And yeah. it's 30 kilometers away from the tavern that they went to. So, they're like... It's not possible to walk that distance in that amount of time. Yeah. I just made them all British for some reason. No, that's no problem. <laughs> and Travis makes the... Oh, no, this, I think this is later on, but Travis makes the excellent observation that with all those guard towers and walls, it's not a hotel. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Comedic relief. Um, yeah. But that's that's later. So at that point, they try to contact them. There's silence on the other side, and Paul is like, "This is the Paul, Captain. Can you answer us?" And after she's given all the information to whoever is on the other side of that communicator that is not saying anything, but the connection is made, so it's not like she's not connected to another communicator. Like the communicator is made, and she's like, "This is the Paul, Captain. <laughs> answer me." She, she's like. Cut the line, because she suspects, I guess, that the captain is not there. And then they take the prisoners, so Archer and Reed, to the person, the guy, the general person. And he's like, who's the Paul? Who's the captain? Is the Alliance hiring military people now? Yeah, I like I like that actor playing the general. No, he did a good job. General Gosis. I liked him, and I actually, I think not like I felt sorry for him, but I was curious at the end. He just looks so lost, and... I mean, imagine if you just saw someone disappear in front of you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I like, it. the more I think about it, it is insane how badly this went wrong for Enterprise in terms of cultural contamination. Yeah, they say it at the end of the episode. Again, though, insane that they never discussed this as a possibility. Because uh, I'm pretty sure I wrote that note down when Archer is talking about, oh, we've discussed cultural contamination a lot with T'Pol. And I was like, but you didn't discuss what would happen in the event of this happening? Because T'Pol's so logical. You'd think she would see this as a possible logical outcome. I mean, maybe she did, but he didn't pay attention to it because he's the captain. So, maybe we don't know. But yeah, about the conflict then there's the people that we met the general and all the soldiers and stuff and then, then there's the alliance and they mention i i just watched this episode and i forgot already the quote but they mention something about people being where they don't belong we're aware of your ancestral claims against our city must make a tempting target well, I think it's I think it's really interesting that 
this episode doesn't take an interest in the conflict. Like, it doesn't tell you what side I've captured. They don't say, oh, these are the good guys or the bad guys. It just says, this is a side in a conflict. We're not going to tell you anything about the conflict or what side these guys are on, because that's not important. The important thing is, we've now made a cultural contamination. Exactly. And we're risking one side having a bigger technological advantage over another side. And it ends with one side thinking the other side has a bigger technological advantage. Yeah, so it's not... Like, how much advantage would have a communicator given them in a war? Like, I don't know. Maybe for next time, don't go to a pre-warp society with a bunch of things. Leave them on the shuttle pod. Yeah, humans managed to get by before without communicators yeah you'd think maybe put a bit more effort into planning meet up at a certain place at a certain time if you're not there we go without you sorry sounds good to me i'd love to see it's a shame that this enterprise was kind of the last in a run of star trek shows and there was a big gap between enterprise and the next star trek show mm-hmm. because Enterprise is in an ideal situation to do this because it's set early in the Starfleet. I would love if this planet or this civilization, if we we could revisit them, because you could easily revisit them in a hundred or two hundred years with a new show, and you could look back on how this impacted their society. Like, did it become just a myth or an urban legend? Did that general retire in disgrace because everyone thought he was insane, or did it have a huge impact? What was the cultural contamination? I'd love to go back and revisit it. Maybe they do. I don't think they do, though, because, as I said, there hasn't really been much Star Trek since then. I don't remember. I mean, I doubt they do it in Enterprise, because... Yeah, it's not long enough. Yeah. And it would be so... Like, I I think it would be a weird episode to have... Well, I mean, maybe not. But you could do it as an episode where that planet has reached the point that Earth had reached. Oh, like they meet them... Yeah. They meet them up in space. Or you could be like, oh, this planet that we may have culturally combined. They're now, they've developed space travel. Space travel. Space travel. (laughs) Space travel. (laughs) We can now be the Vulcans to them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it would be an interesting episode for sure, but I don't know if we'll ever see that. But there are so many things that they could go back to and like do a catch up thing. I would like a show that is only about catching up with things like the from all the shows. Star Trek Revisited. Right. It can be just animated. Like, it doesn't have to be a crew finding them, but, like, just like a history channel, you know? Like, and in Enterprise Season 2, Episode 8, they did this. And now, this is how the society is. But it's canon. Like, it's it's a thing. I would like that. Paramount, get on it. It was something I thought about doing at one stage is doing a spreadsheet and keeping a track of all the different races that come up and whether they're ever revisited. But I can be arsenic. I'm sure someone has done it. Probably. So, we also get a moment where so they decide that they're going to monitor the civilization's communications to try and see if they can get information on what's happening with Trip and Reed. Mm-hmm. And... Hoshi's like, that's going to be really difficult because it's like low tech. 
and there's a really nice moment where it's just the way to Paul tells her to do your best. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like because like you know previous episode Paul had been so harsh on Hoshi. Was that this season? I think it was this season, wasn't it? Or was it previous season? No, I think it was the first season. The end of the first season, though, wasn't it? Where Paul was really harsh on her for not. Yeah. Oh, it was when they first met the Cretacians. When they first right. insulted the Cretacians. Yeah. So yeah, it was nice to see her being a bit like more encouraging. Do your best. Do your best. And then she did. And then, is it at this point then that Archer and Reader are brought in for interrogation? First interrogation. And General... I've forgotten his name already. And the prosthetic just spills off. Yeah. Which is cool. I like that. Gosus. Gosus. And he's like, oh, which one of you is the captain? And they hit them around a bit. And then the prosthetics come off. And then Reed and Archer decide to pretend that they actually are spies. No, they they, they say that they are not military. Yeah. And then Reed bleeds red. Yeah. So they are sent to the doctor yeah, so they don't, or It's physician. not at this point that they say they're, they're spies. No. It's after they do the experiments. Yes, they they get them like an x-ray and stuff. And then it's when they say we are genetically modified and we are spies. But because you know my thing with blood mm. and with red blood and mm. with non-red blood. Mm. So we are pink because our <laughs> our blood is red. So, if these people, uh, these people's blood is not red, we don't know what color it is, but they are pink. Aliens, if their skin is like ours, which is like white, like if you drain the skin of blood, like a a dead person, they're white, like they're pure, actual white, because there's no blood tainting it. So, if, if Vulcans have green blood, they should be green skinned, because... That's how it works. I would not be surprised if the Andorians have blue blood because they are blue-skinned. Very, very bright blue-skinned. So if these people are not red-blooded, which is fine, why is their skin like ours? I'm so mad. It would have been such an interest. I think that when we meet aliens that are just us with a prosthetic on the forehead, it it's like, oh, okay. If you paint the like Andorians are much more interesting than these guys. Are they not? Uh I suppose, yeah. Yeah, they definitely yeah, they are. They look like, more interesting. Physically, like yeah, to yeah. watch. It's like, oh, they're blue, they're different, they're really aliens, but the only civilizations that they're mixing up with are People that literally look like us with a rich hair or with a forehead or like if if the prosthetics are so easy, just change this, their skin color. Make them fucking green. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I agree to an extent, but I also liked the reveal in this episode that they don't bleed red because we didn't know that they didn't bleed red. And then it was like, a, oh, this guy's bleeding red. And but I, it doesn't I get make sense scientifically. I, I, yeah, but I don't care. I think it would have been... So if the aliens... Imagine, the aliens are like light blue, okay? Like not Andorian blue, but like very pale pastel blue. And we paint... Well, Captain Archer and these guys were painted blue. 
and put the prosthetics on. The prosthetic falls off, the skin is still blue because they painted underneath. They shouldn't, but imagine they painted underneath and their skin is still blue and then they hit them and they bleed red. That would have been... I'm just saying, if the blood isn't red, the skin isn't pink. Period. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. And I like staring it. It does. It bothers me so much. Especially with Vulcans, because they're a big part and they never paint them fucking green. <laughs> Imagine if T'Pol was green. She would be so beautiful. She would be like Gamora. Yeah. So T'Pol, speaking of T'Pol. Yes. So T'Pol then has this idea. And this is, this. you see, this is the interesting part. This is where we get to the question of, is T'Pol right? Because T'Pol is T'Pol's idea and T'Pol's authority that they do a rescue mission. Is T'Pol right? I mean, <laughs> no one would have allowed it. No one would have allowed to leave the captain behind. But I, I think they shouldn't have gone down in the first place. So anything that comes after that, she's wrong. I. She, That's true. That's fair. Like, was she right for saving the captain? Sure. I mean, she saved them. But at what cost? Because... They had already done enough damage, and now they've seen an invisible ship, more phasers, more people, suits. It was interesting at the end, because the fall said to Archer, You were willing to sacrifice your life to protect them. I would not have expected that. And it's interesting, because she wasn't willing to let him die. Listen, I don't think she's right in this one. Because I don't think they should have gone down the second time. Which wasn't so her idea. You, it wasn't her idea. But it was her idea to come down a third time. With a different ship in the middle of the conflict to save them. Okay, so now we're, we're kind of moving What in. do you think? Do you think she's right? Well, no, I agree with you. I think, I think they should have just left Archer and Reed to die. But again, I don't know, because that, that raises questions, because if they left them, then they are going to be dissected, and they are going to uncover that they're aliens. But again, I feel like the damage has been done. Yeah, they had two aliens, they killed them both, they know there there are aliens out there. Okay, what are they going to do? Use their stomachs for a bag? Like Yeah, if anything, <laughs> it, might, it might end the conflict, they might unite against... Right. Yeah. Or, like, they might unite and try to go to space sooner. Like, it's just... Yeah. So, this episode is silly because leave a communicator behind. Don't need to go back for it. And if you go back for it and you get, like, taken as a prisoner, just die. <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> sorry. This is one of my earlier notes. Why does this show, why do these writers keep teasing us with Reed dying? <laughs> But like, never committing. Please, just, just, if you're gonna kill him, kill, kill him. him. This is three times, three times Reed has been on death's door. And he always goes through the same stages of grief and then victimizing himself. Like, bitch, this is your fault. You forgot the communicator. At this stage in this season, I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I'm gonna, I'm curious to see how you would argue against it. Okay. Reed is top contender for an award at the end of the season. In terms of having the toughest season. And I don't want to give an award to Reed. 
Uh, I was thinking he's gonna get the award of getting exposed. He's the imposter and he's gonna die in space. <laughs> yeah. We don't want him. We then anyway. I think he Paul... he has the worst character award. It's not an award we give, but but we'll make it for him. Yeah. <laughs> Honorary. <laughs> we'll make it. Um so yeah, Paul decides they're gonna go rescue Archer. And Trip has to fix the cloaking on the ship. And we have to talk about probably one of the most pointless. I don't even want to call it a plot development because it's not relevant. It's not a plot development because it didn't develop any plots. What the fuck? I thought this was going to come in handy. I thought I was going to have Come in handy? Yeah. It doesn't have a hand. I thought it was going to have some relevance where maybe the pre-warp civilization will see him. I have a better episode in mind. So they go back down. To save them. But they don't go back down to the middle of the place where they're being executed. They go outside. And then Trip comes in. And with his invisible hand, he picks up the keys and he frees them. That would have been a use of the invisible hand. Just find some way to use it. It was pointless. There was absolutely no point to it. Yeah. Because it doesn't even help them figure out how to fix the cloaking device because he just does that and it's like he could have been like oh it's there not not even that we don't even get to see the inside of his arm it doesn't do a oh yeah like a cross yeah yeah i would have liked that the muscles and the bones i mean the one thing that we do learn from it is that a flox does have uh academic weakness in that he's he's not a quantum he physicist know. Yeah, he doesn't know he doesn't anything know about quantum, quantum physics. physics all of the things he listed off and we now know his achilles heel quantum physics <laughs> he doesn't know how to be two places at once no and then so this is then when we get the second interrogation on the revelation that they've done the the tests on archer and reed they've got the x-rays I think they say they have a redundant renal organ. Renal. I think it means is... uh, uh, kidneys. I think he means kidneys. that we have two kidneys. Yes, I was trying to figure. I was trying to reach back in my memory to my leaving cert biology. So presumably this species only has one kidney. Yeah. Which is why they're so pissy. Oh. <laughs> She's so disappointed in herself. <laughs> That was so bad. <laughs> it was very bad. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they have a redundant renal organ. They're missing some back. Not, what are they called? Backbones? No, we're missing um, ribs. I thought they said they were missing vertebrae. Not vertebrae, but like the... Ribs. I thought they were missing vertebrae. Ribs. I think they have two more ribs on each side. And they have an unexplained mass, which I imagine is the liver. Probably. But... And we have iron-based blood, which is an, yes. a toxic metal. They're not good with iron. Which is interesting. And this is where then Archer and Reed commit to the, okay, we're spies. You got yeah. us. We are spies. We're genetically red-handed. <laughs> because her blood is red. Yeah. Um, um, we're spies. We're genetically modified. We heal faster and are just overall better than you, bitch. Yeah. 
And the, this is the interesting part because the doctor says it's plausible. Whereas me, not a doctor, can't emphasize that. <laughs> Whereas me, not a doctor. I'd be like, okay, but what? A person why, that didn't what? know what a renal uh, yeah. system was until three seconds ago. Exactly. What sort of genetic modifications would make you better that require an extra renal gland? You piece faster. What are your questions? Do they? Do you think they piss? I don't know. It was weird. I was like, sure. I don't think so. But the, listen, these people are World War One or World War Two mentality. I think I'm pretty sure they would still believe in witchcraft. I wanted to hear how it was plausible. That's all I'm saying. Just didn't sound plausible. Of what the doctor said, it didn't sound plausible to me. So doctor also said, said no, no, yeah. you're, <laughs> yeah, you're an exactly. alien. Yeah. I think, I mean, if the options are you're either genetically modified or an alien and you are in World War One, World War Two times, mm-hmm. you may think maybe the enemy has modified these people and actually given them a second kidney. Like, they heal faster. Maybe for the healing faster, they need another kidney. Like Yeah, but there's a... There's a big hole. There's a big hole in this logic. It's a big hole. It's a really big hole. And as okay. you know, we discussed size of the hole is important. Um, <laughs> I think we should change the the podcast and just talk about hole sizes. Yeah, okay. The doctor says, I have done every test imaginable. Have you though? Have you? Have you done the really cool test that you can do? To find out if someone is related to you or the same species as you. Called the DNA test. Maybe he doesn't know about DNA, babes. I mean, he can test blood for iron. Surely they've got DNA. Surely they know about DNA. DNA was discovered by World War One. I. I know. I know. I know you're making an incredulous face. And I'm like, no. They, they also, got DNA. They got no. DNA. DNA. No. When DNA was discovered. When was DNA discovered? 1860s, okay. Yeah. But, but, sequencing. 1977, bitch. We didn't know if a DNA was human until the late 70s. But surely. Blood and DNA are not the same thing. You can look at blood. Blood is bigger than DNA. And you can say, oh, there's oxygen, there's white cells, red cells. You can see that and not know what they're made of. Okay, but here's... And maybe I am being completely wrong. You are. Surely you can tell. If you can tell, like, a iron blood is worse than iron. If you can do those kind of tests. Surely you can differentiate blood of different species, no? Like, blood cells would be look different. Not necessarily. I, I just... I don't know. No, because the proteins are different. If you can identify proteins, then you may be, but you don't know. Maybe. Okay, okay. I think you're oversimplifying it a lot. And maybe for us, it's very easy to be like, oh, this is pig's blood. This is cow's blood. This is monkey's blood. But because we we know we've taken an animal and we've taken the blood and we know which animal corresponds to which protein sequencing and shit like that. So we know... 
we know that, but I don't think the beginnings of this is as quick as like, oh, their blood is so different than ours. No, I don't think okay. so. I think if you put like 1920s scientists with monkey blood and gorilla blood, they wouldn't be, be able to tell you the difference. And I'm sure they have different blood because they're different species. Besides, we share a lot of DNA with bananas. So if you don't know where to look... <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. That's a fair point. Like, not to support these people that are not even the color of their skin, but I, I don't think it's that easy. So DNA was discovered a long time ago, yeah. Sequencing, like, currently there's still cold cases that are being opened and closed because of DNA evidence being run through and being able to, like, go back to it and solve it because they weren't able until, like, 50 years ago. I think I'm assuming that these people's science is better than it is. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think he meant he's done all the tests that he know of without yeah. actually cutting them up and harvesting organs. Yeah. Which is the next step that they want to take. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Archer's point is actually quite good in that you don't need to kill both of us, just kill me. Keep the other one alive. He can tell you information. I don't think these people follow through. No, I think... Well, isn't it funny how it's all men? The wars are started by men, but the women are so emotional. Hmm. So yeah, I don't think anyone thought it through. Yeah. I, I, I'm really curious about this next bit, because we then get Trip and Travis still working on the poking. We have an interesting discussion about Trip's poked hand, and Travis makes, makes a remark. And he follows it up with a... Do you remember this? No. He, oh, I'm surprised. I thought you'd remember this. He follows it up like with a clarification that makes it way less problematic. It might be helpful on movie night if you bring a date. Now I remember. That is <laughs> disgusting. And he does, well, he does say, Trip gives him a look, which I'm glad that Trip gives him, even though we've seen Trip say some things in the past. He was about to die. <laughs> <laughs> Not on Risa, he wasn't. <laughs> um, but Trip gives him a look and Travis says, In case you want to steal some popcorn. Yeah. I'd like to believe that Travis is actually that innocent and that's what he meant. Yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I want to believe that when he and Hoshi go on dates, because they do, because they are meant to be together. Yeah. He wishes he had an invisible hand to steal popcorn. Well, we know he does, Andrea, because he's... A big prankster, which we know because oh yeah, it, and we, yeah. What? How could I forget? It's the most obvious forget? thing in the show. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go back to to Paul, who is adamant now. Adamant. Not only are they going to rescue Reed and Archer, who are set for execution, they are now going to try to get everything back. They're going to try and get everything back, not just Reed. Archer, but also all the technology. All well. the things. All the things. It's clearly going to go well. What could go wrong? I think she was wrong, but because of the circumstances. Again, like last week, she was wrong because of the circumstances other people have put her in. Yeah. 
if no one had gone down a second time, no one would have been kidnapped and then no one would have made a bad choice. And it's so easy. Just leave the communicator behind. Because at the end of the day, now you have a very, like, the alliance is like, they don't know anything. For them, it was a normal day. But then these people are like, they have spies, they have genetically modified things, they have ships that can turn invisible, they have weapons that shoot lasers. So they're going to annihilate them. Yeah. I love if we got like just a clip at the end of this episode, like a post credit sting of the Alliance intercepting all this communications from the other side, talking about genetically advanced humans and close ships and just being like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> I would have liked like, what, like what the scene, about? you know, in uh, the first Avengers movie, the post credit scenes where they're, they're in the shawarma place. Yeah. And they're just eating normally. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, I imagine them like having tea or like eating with the radio on and they're like genetically modified invisible ships and they're like Who <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> Um and then and then it all kicks off. Yeah. And they fuck up and they fuck up a little bit more and they and they shoot a lot of people. I guess they're airplanes because they're not spaceship, but the airplanes of this pre-warp civilization looked very advanced, I thought. They look like Star Wars. That's exactly what I thought. They look like the X-Wings where they're not, but they haven't been put into the X yet. Yeah. And I don't look like, and, and I don't like Star Wars, but I recognize those ships. Those are Star yeah. Wars ships. Everyone recognizes the ships. Yeah, I, I was like, this is, this, they were very advanced. They looked like very advanced planes. But I suppose they couldn't do Earth planes that would have been too similar. Yeah, and yeah, they try just throw caution to the wind, full on invasion, basically phaser guns, cloaked ships. Presumably they're on stun setting, so that's okay. Yeah, but yeah, absolute mayhem, and we get that line. You don't have to leave technology behind to contaminate culture. When you thought about that in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's a touchy subject this episode mostly because again as you said we don't know whose side is who and who are the good guys and the bad guys I have a feeling that they were the bad guys I don't know why they had uniforms yeah and they have a speaker coming to the town Uh, so I think I don't have anything else to say about this episode. I Just one more final question. Okay. Do you think at the end of this episode, <laughs> Reed still wanted to write the report? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a nerd. Do you think he mentioned that it was him who lost the communicator? Or do you think he would just be like, oh, someone lost the communicator? <laughs> there was a communicator left behind. No, I think he would because he loves being a victim. Yeah. He's a martyr. He's a, he, oh, I made a mistake and I put the crew's lives at risk. I'm so ready for him to die. Yep. He's been dodging death for so long. Just kill him. Literally. Literally dodging death. And not even, like, you know, he doesn't even want to dodge it. Most, every, literally every single time he's pretty much asked for death and has, yeah. like, said, you know, open, welcomed it with open arms. And death had been like, nah, not even I want you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
too British for me. Yeah. I yeah, no, I think that's pretty much all my notes. I think it was a good episode. I think it did handle the questions of cultural contamination well. I imagine we're probably going to encounter another pre-war civilization and I would hope that they've learned their lessons, but something tells me that maybe they won't have. But we'll see. We'll see. So do you want to do the awards? Yeah, let's go for it. A spin-off character. Not necessarily a character, but I just I would like to revisit this planet in the future. Yeah, me too. I think what we said about Star Trek Revisited, I think that's a good. Cuz I reckon I reckon this is probably the Area 51 of their of their world. Yeah. Now it, it is. is. Yeah. So, I'd like to I'd like to re- I'd like to revisit the planet, but no, I don't specifically want to follow any particular character. Me neither. Horniest moment? I mean, there's a horny man on the bar asking for Hoshi. There is. Oh, there is that. I don't want to. I don't want to degrade Hoshi with a, a horny moment. But I mean, there's that moment that I sent you the picture of where she's just so gorgeous at the front first of the episode. For context, he sent me a screenshot of her face, and yes, that is us being horny. But like, she just—I don't know what it is in that particular moment. She just looks so fucking yeah, beautiful. Yeah, she's very, very beautiful. Yeah. When she's already got the prosthetics off. Yeah. Um, line on a t-shirt. No, I don't think I have. Not me neither. Do your best. <laughs> <laughs> Do your best. <laughs> Winky face. Yeah. Uh, will this be a contender for best or worst episode? Um, it could. I'm trying to think what the, what our contenders for best episode are at the moment. It's been a bad season. <laughs> yeah, something it has. No, there was the the fourth episode, the one with the station. Oh yeah, that was good. The space the Doctor station Who episode. We did a winner on that one. We did a winner on last week for. I don't the think seventh. that's gonna be. That's not a contender. No, I mean this could be a contender for the best so far. So far, it's definitely not a contender for the worst. Yeah, the the. The bar's so low, so maybe. <laughs> Honestly, this season is genuinely not as good. I'm worried, Andrea. I am worried. I never said that I liked this show because it was great. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I know. I knew. I know. <laughs> anyway, okay. And the last one. Is this an episode that you would recommend a new person watch? I think so. I think it probably would be. I feel like it's... I mean, we said it's one of the more Trekky episodes. It's very Trekky. Yeah. Yeah. So, probably. And it also, I mean, it has all of the characters. It pretty much has a moment for all of the characters. True. You get to see Reed being a bitch and crying yeah. about it. You get to see Travis being a prankster. You, <laughs> you see Hoshi being beautiful and... Sorting out the communication things to insert... Yeah, no, yeah. I like this episode for a person that hasn't watched Star Trek. Any other awards? No, that's all. Okay. If 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 you are a geneticist, please let us know. You're just a biologist. You don't need to be a geneticist. Well, if you're a biologist, if you can tell the difference between... If you're a scientist that deals with blood and DNA, 
yeah, let us know how advanced does the technology have to be for you to figure out that the blood you're seeing is not the same blood as your species. If you can tell that this particular blood runs on or runs on use, <laughs> uses iron, it runs on iron, <laughs> eating iron for breakfast. Can you can you therefore with that if you have that technology to tell that? Could you also tell if that blood belongs to different species? Anyway, thank you for joining us on this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back next week with the next episode. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok and Instagram at potmeupscotty or email us at potmeupscotty at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Scotty, come in. Up home.